the shot. back yes this is who kicked the corner flag an english soccer game show podcast recorded in kansas city missouri i'm your host james rose and today i've returned with the leader of the kc spurs fan base the man who spent the last few weeks hoping kane's ankle would heal faster and is mildly chuckled at carl walker costing city a clean sheet damn it's jared bustamente how are you bud i am fantastic and hello happy easter uh from the cadbury egg the actual official snack sponsor of the premiership i learned that today (laughs) wow that's a tidbit i didn't know that either uh from the red side of the room he's the leader of the arsenal casey fan group the man who's helping prep wenger's local farewell party and who's recently defaced his brand new car with a gooner sticker insanity it's boys richardson how are you bud we actually scored three goals today three whole goals it was glorious. It was glorious. And it might even be on the list. Who knows? Uh, right, let's kick off the game then with our top three segment where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two for number two, and so on. Boys, you're up first this week. So what do you think was the most talked about? I'm going to have to go with Spurs' well-earned, and excuse me while I vomit, victory <laughs> against Chelsea today. Vomit away. Yes, that was, of course, uh, the number one uh, item on the list this week. Spurs end a historic 28-year wait for victory at Stamford Bridge. Thanks to a Delhi brace and an Ericsson rocket, final score was 3-1 to Spurs. Um, there's a lot of little bits of this game that we can kind of pick apart. But, boys, let me ask you the questions about Chelsea. Um, Chelsea have lost a Premier League home game after opening the scoring for the first time since April 1st, 2017, when they lost 2-1 against Crystal Palace. Do you think there were suggestions that if Chelsea had scored a second goal, that they would have gone on and won this maybe 3-0, 4-0, 3-1? What do you think? I don't necessarily know whether or not Chelsea would have gone on to go win this from some sort of like crazy scoreline. I mean, like it or not, Spurs are a very quality side with multiple scoring options. But I do, I do definitely think that if if... Chelsea had gotten the second goal of the match as opposed to Ericsson's exemplary goal with some just abysmal goalkeeping by Willie Caballero, who had one moment of glory throughout today, followed by an absolute besmirching of his entire character and maybe every goalkeeper in the entire Premier League. But <laughs> I I think that Ericsson's goal at the end of the first half totally changed the dynamic of the game. Yep. And to Spurs' credit... I legitimately think that they were light years the better side in the second half. And the reality of the situation was that while Chelsea were, without question, I think the better side in the first half, Spurs were the better side in the second half. And, you know, I I have had numerous terrible things to say about Dele Alli, but there's nothing but positive things that you can say about that touch and that goal. Yeah, I, The way you took that ball out of the air was incredible. It was as impetuous as his character is sort of normally. And the third goal was exceedingly embarrassing on the part of Chelsea that were at sixes and sevens driving clown cars along the perimeter of the stadium. But the reality (laughs) of the situation is that Ali was in the right place at the right time. He scored a goal. 
And to be honest, for the rest of the match, it never really looked like Chelsea were going to challenge. Tottenham are eight points above Chelsea, and Chelsea are five points above Arsenal. And the reality is the situation for Chelsea is a concern as to whether or not Arsenal might overtake them in fifth. And the concern for Arsenal is that Burnley might overtake them in sixth. <laughs> I, I, just, I think that the top four are wholly and entirely settled, and I, I think that Chelsea are done. Their schedule for the rest of the year includes one game against Liverpool, which is a little bit dangerous, but they've got games against teams that are at the bottom half of the table, but they look lost. I mean, for the first half of the the match, it, it legitimately looked like Chelsea was a top four team that was almost certainly looking to challenge for a Champions League place for the rest of the, the campaign. But the reality was the, the second half, they looked like a team that was totally and entirely adrift. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it, I think, with Arsenal this year with Wenger, where there's there's not a manager that anybody on this squad actually trusts. But I think it's entirely true with Chelsea at this point with the Conte, which I think is nuts, given the fact that they dominated the league last year, much like City dominated the league. But I, I legitimately think that it, it, there's just no direction for them to go with Conte at this point. I think he's a, a great manager that did a, a, a phenomenal job last year. But they took a shot to the jaw in the second half and just folded. Mm-hmm. There was There was no bite to that team. That third goal should have embarrassed an NASL team in the MLS. It was pathetic. The idea that nobody from Chelsea even desired to clear the ball, that Deli Alley was positionally incredibly sound, but the reality was that the Chelsea players had multiple opportunities to be able to clear that ball. Caballero had multiple opportunities to clear that ball, and people just kept passing it around the box. It yeah. was it was embarrassing and, and shocking, to be honest. I... I even when Erickson's goal went in at the end, of the end of the first half, I legitimately thought that Chelsea would come out and challenge, and instead they just they they folded as Eddie Izzard would uh, qualify as a flan in a cupboard. Um, <laughs> they they were done, and it, it was embarrassing. And the, the fact that the team that was in second at the end of December is now in fifth and is within a striking distance of an Arsenal team that has wholly and entirely given up on the Premier League is shambles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, uh, take a deep breath um, and <laughs> <laughs> tell me, uh, give us your overall uh, analysis of, uh, of Spurs' performance today. <clears throat> uh, that was fantastic, uh, especially, uh, you know, have some, have a couple players out. Uh, I am exceedingly confused as to why uh, Harry Kane was on the pitch at all. You know, game in hand, uh, I, I get it, maybe you want to keep loose. I think the best way it was described was uh, using Harry Kane as a human victory cigar. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Expert-level trolling by Pochettino. Uh, and I loved it. I loved the lineup. Uh, I, I loved having Eric Lamella out there uh, and uh, kind of mixing things up. And the uh, in the beginning, you know, the team's kind of feeling each other out and Murata, you know, hats off to him, putting up, putting up all the way. And I was saying like, you know what? I need, I need Christian to show up. I need Christian to show up in this match. And, uh, uh, it was interesting, uh, about 15 minutes prior, he tried the exact same shot that, that same, you know, firm range, top down knuckleball shot and, and, and it went over the bar. And he said, post games, like, you know what? 
I said to myself, they're going to give me that space. I was going to do it again. And by God, they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so uh, hats, hats off to him. It was a freewheeling performance. Uh, I think things are going to get a little interesting on the Belgium training pitch between Vertonghen and his Belgium captain, uh, Eden Hazard, after that, uh, after that challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually kind of surprised uh, Vertonghen walked away without a caution there. I'm too uh, But, yeah. you know, uh, you can't uh, uh, really... No criticism. It, it, it was fun to watch. It's fun to see. And uh, we'll take the points and move right along. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I must say, shocked is uh, putting it mildly, but uh, hell, I'll take the 3-1 win against Chelsea any day of the week. Uh, right, Jared, we're over to you then for the next one. We've got second and third spot still to guess. So what do you think? Oh, let's see. Do we talk about Stoke? Are we going to talk about Stoke? Let's, let's talk about Stoke. Let's, let's, you know what? We haven't talked about Stoke for a while, so why don't we go ahead and do that? Uh, yes, that'll get you just a sing- <laughs> the single point for this one, but uh, it is about Arsenal versus Stoke. Arsenal wait till late to dispatch a wasteful Stoke sign. Uh, final score was 3-0. Um... Jared, let me give you the question about Stoke, first of all, just so you can have a, a field day with this. Somewhat unsurprisingly, the Potters have just won one of their 10 games under Paul Lambert. Are Stoke down and out? <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> watching uh, that that penalty giveaway to seal the deal uh, for, for Arsenal to make it 3 that it, it just encapsulates their entire season right there. Frustration, ineptitude, and just stupid decision making right there in three seconds. I mean, Lacazette just not even looking for contact, just looking to hold the ball up and see, hey, maybe I'll pass the ball. Bam! Get just bludgeoned in the back. Mm-hmm. And then just the incredulity of the, and I can't even recall who the player was for Stoke looking around going, wait, what? I only ran into him a little bit. I mean, that's just, uh, and I have, you know, Yes, they are down and out. They're done. You see the frustration all over Shakiri's face. And it, it, when they had chances, uh, they're easily squandered. I mean, this this was a possession domination by Arsenal. I think it was 70-30. Um, and, and, and really, you saw, uh, I saw some criticism on Arsenal, you know, for kind of, you know, it was a very boring game, waiting till the end. But the reality is they, they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Arsenal could just kip it and just kind of peck around, peck around. They knew they were going to get their chances. They knew they were going to get forward, and they got them. I, I have some opinions on that first penalty giveaway. I, I think what it highlights, whether you think it was a penalty or not, you could argue that we would still be here discussing whether or not that was or was not a penalty if VAR were in play. I mean, that is a it, it, that is a perfect example of I don't know if it meets the standard. Mm-hmm. I don't. Is it an offensive penalty call? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But when you go in and you're parsing all of these little things, and in effect, what we're talking about is whether or not Stokes' chances to get points against Arsenal weighed upon Martin's, whether or not he clipped the heel of Mr. Ozil, or where he made contact with the ball first. I, I, I am not patient enough to have that conversation, let me mm-hmm. tell you. But it definitely did change the game, and then once Aubameyang slotted that one home, it was done. And hats off to him. That was a class finish for the mm-hmm. second goal. Yep. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, why you don't mark him or know where, where he is all the time <laughs> is, you know, Stoke defending. Uh, uh, but uh, great finish. They are sunk. And, uh, you know, burn it down and see if they can build it back up. Mm-hmm. Burn down, restart. Uh, Boyce, do you think there was any real cause for concern for Arsenal? I mean, they did kind of wait for a fair amount of time to do some damage. Um, or do, was it really like Jared kind of suggested, just they could kind of do what they want with this game? 
I think, of course, there was there was a little bit of concern for Arsenal today. I, I think it's more than obvious at this point that Arsenal have absolutely no interest in the league and are playing the entirety of their hand in the Europa League. From a starting 11 perspective, Arsenal didn't do a damn thing until the 65th, 70th minute, whenever Arsene Wenger decided it'd be a good idea to get rid of Danny Welbeck, shocking, <laughs> and replace him with Lacazette. And I legitimately, I think Thierry Henry in the aftermath of the match was talking about the fact that Lacazette changed the entire match. And I, I think that was the reality. They they pushed Obama Yang a little bit out wide. Lacazette was actually making runs in the box. And lo and behold, with especially when Mkhitaryan, and I, I'm, I'm shocked to say this, but Jaka came on, uh, Arsenal looked an entirely different squad. And, and I think that Stoke's squad of Sterling K. Brown lookalikes uh, did nothing but bull over <laughs> Arsenal players in the box. And I, to echo Jared's point, I, the, the first one was bad enough, but the second one was absolutely embarrassing. I mm-hmm. like Lacazette wasn't even close to a position to be able to score. And that guy gave him a forearm shiver and shoved it down in the box. And we were watching at Johnny's and I was sort of shocked. I mean, <laughs> that was one of the dumbest PKs I think I have ever seen. And you know, it's weird enough to see that awarded in favor of Arsenal, but it's another one of the situations where I was just sort of shocked. I mean, Stoke is a team that is that's done. They've been done for a while. They've gone through multiple iterations where they were the Tony Poulos sort of orcs, and then they were the Mark <laughs> Hughes fake Arsenals, and you know, now is it Paul Hughes? Whoever it is, they're they're done. And to be fair. To, to answer your earlier question, Arsenal were a, a few inches from a Jordan Shakiri Olympico in the <laughs> middle of the second half of that match. You know, I mean, it was one of those things where Arsenal definitely had the positions or the possession statistics for the entire match. And, and they were definitely, I think, the, the better team on the day and the, the more deserving team for the win. But it's inarguable that Jordan Shakiri almost scored an Olympico where David Ospina pulled a Hugo Lloris and jumped for a ball that he had no ability to be able to get (laughs) that very well could have gone into the back of the net. You know, it was one of those situations where we always talk about that football is the game of inches. It was definitely on display today. I mean, it was one of those, it wouldn't be the first time that Stoke city beat Arsenal on it. Some sort of nonsensical goal. Yeah. And, uh, if that goal goes into the back of the net as an Arsenal fan, you sort of shrug your shoulders and think, here we go again, but it didn't. And then Stoke went full clown cars, and uh, (laughs) now they're going to get relegated. And I legitimately think that if the world is a just and fair place, that we will not see Stoke City for years. They will be relegated, and then hopefully relegated again, and again, and again, and again, (laughs) down to the seventh circle of English League hell. And uh, I hope we never see them again. I don't know if any of our Stoke listeners will be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Ditch these guys. Do we have Stoke listeners? Who knows? Do... I mean, if they're I in Egypt, maybe. <laughs> I don't apologize at all. The <laughs> fact that they had fans in the stands today who continued to cheer against Aaron Ramsey, who Ryan Shawcross maimed. I don't want to kill our parental guidance rating on iTunes, but uh, eat a d- on that note, let's move on to our last one. And boys, we're back to you. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, Boy Spear, we have second spot still uh, left to guess. So what do you think? So I think that this is very difficult. I, I think part of me wants to talk about West Ham United's 3-0 demolition of Southampton, but I know I know how much we love Mo Salah on this podcast. Um, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that Mo Salah is the uh, the number two story and go with Liverpool Crystal Palace. Do you know what? It's not. Bad luck on that one. Right. So, uh, Jared, swing back to you. What do you think? <clears throat> oh, crap. That's what I was going to say. Uh, City over Everton, and they're for one step closer to securing Premier League glory. Believe it or not, that's what it is. Yep, that'll get you those two points. Man City are one step away from the EPL title after dispatching a lackluster Everton and probably every other team that comes in their path at this point. But the final score in this game was 3-1. to one. Jared is clearly another perfect performance for Man City. Um, and I think I've asked this question before, but do you see any kind of weakness in this team in the next three, four, five, ten, fifty years' time? <laughs> fifty years is a long time, as, James. It's a long time. They'll still be as good you, then. <laughs> as you alluded in the opening, uh, I think I think it can be defensive. Uh, you know, this is a very you know high powered, very fast team. But as Kyle Walker demonstrated, uh, they are prone to mistakes. Uh, and I think Nicolas Otamendi is actually playing above his ability this season. So uh, if a team can figure out how to how to get in behind and how to uh, you know cause some errors, uh, uh, then I think you can you can get in there against City. I, I think some teams have done that in you know spans of minutes. Uh, doing that over a full ninety, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, run more laps because uh, you look at these three fellows on the score sheet with Sané, Jesus, and Sterling. I that is lightning around the pitch. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I think there is a bit of you know some suspect defending, but uh, the way Pep has the squad set up, I mean they are scary. This is something special that we're seeing, uh, and and it is no surprise that we sit here in April uh, uh, on the first of April saying, well, just one more and it's done. Uh, I, I I think we first mentioned that uh, back in October, uh, whether or not this would you know this is where we would be, and uh, and here we are. I don't have really any doubts that uh, uh, Manchester City's financial backing is going to be able to retain a lot of this talent. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what changes, if any, the team's going to make over the summer. But wow, for now, uh, they are scary. Mm-hmm. They are scary good. Uh, boys, why don't we talk about Everton here for a little bit and uh, give me your opinion <laughs> in a friendly way. Uh, does, does Everton have a, any optimism, not just from this season, but... Uh, you know, moving into next season. I mean, is there anything they can take away from this? The fact that they're not getting relegated. <laughs> you know, I like that there was I, a, a collected pause. They're like, mm, no. <laughs> I mean, I legitimately think that's it. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't see anything from this Everton squad. The the coaching by Allardyce. The the way that the lineup is constructed. There's nothing that lends credence to any form of hope mm-hmm. Wayne Rooney is is obviously done and if Zlatan Ibrahimovic's debut in MLS is any indication Wayne Rooney should just get on a boat get his ass across the Atlantic and start plying his trade in the U.S. one of my favorite things from the entire weekend was that one of my Arsenal friends sent over a heat map from the Everton Manchester City match and Theo Walcott's name was so small that it took bifocals to be able to read it. <laughs> I was never a Theo Walcott acolyte when he was at Arsenal, but I also 
thought that he would be far more viable of an asset for Everton. And he has not been. And his heat, if his heat map from Saturday is any indication, Arsenal somehow got away with highway robbery for, I don't know, 25, 30 million pounds, whatever it is. That, mm. I mean, that man will never see a, another England lineup for the rest of his life. But th- there's just nothing there. There's nothing. They, they got all of that money from Lukaku mm-hmm. and they lit it on fire and did nothing with it. It is legitimately shocking. I mean, men in blazers and other entities that actually know far more about football than anybody involved with this podcast uh, (laughs) definitely suggested that Everton might end up in the top four this year. And they're on 40 points. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're 44 points behind City, but that doesn't really mean anything. They're they're 38 points behind Manchester United, and they're 34 points behind Tottenham. I mean, they're not any closer to anything and they're not doing anything. They lost to Arsenal by like a grand total of 10 to four this year. That team is they're They're lucky to not be relegated. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how they flip the script next year. If it means bringing more money into the club or I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess time will tell for those toffees, but uh... to be fair, they are ninth and they did secure Europa League football last year with Lukaku. So True. I don't know. True. I mean, Maybe it takes a season or two. They've got to figure out the managerial situation. But, yeah, it's only They're 40 12 points. 12 points off the drop. I mean, I know that we were talking about, like, who it's a battle to the worst. They're 12 points off the drop right now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not very good. I don't know how many points off the drop they were last year. But, like, 12 points is enough to be able to ensure stability for six more matches. But they're, that's a terrible side. Mm-hmm. They, got some, <laughs> they, got some, they got some work to do. Let's move on to uh, our next game, which is a brand new game. Uh, don't get too excited, Jared. Uh, anyway, here's how it works. I'm going to read a quote from a manager's post-match interview, but I'm going to take away one of the key words. Your job, guys, is to guess that missing word, and I'm going to give you three different options. Easy enough, right? So it's just like filling in the blank. Jared, you're going to go first, and this is your first one. This is a quote from Roy Hodgson on the Palace-Liverpool game. It feels like blank when we play against top teams. And your options are Doomsday. Pudding. Ground- <laughs> oh, I wish that was there. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to wait. I'm sorry. No, okay. you're good. Um, <laughs> Do- Doomsday, Groundhog Day, or a Monday. <laughs> or pudding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Groundhog's Day. Groundhog Day. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. Clearly, he is upset when he concedes or his team concedes goals before the end of the game. But hey, it's football. Um... Boys, this next one's for you. It's a quote from Chris Hutton on Brighton's loss to Leicester in their game. I thought the things we needed to do to blank their strengths, we did very well. And the options are nullify, weaken, or absorb. What fancy word did Chris Hutton use to describe those strengths? I have no idea. As a fan of 25 cent words, I'm going to go with nullify. It's because I, I very much enjoy that word. Hey, you'd be absolutely correct. And so would Chris Hutton. Yep, that'll get you those two points. Uh, he obviously thought they nullified their strength. So, hey, good job, Brighton. Uh, Jared, this next one's for you. It's a quote from Jurgen Klopp on the Mane penalty decision. And he said, Mane had to go through 80 minutes of being blank. And the options are whistled, abused, or mistreated. Mane had to go through 80 minutes of being blank. 
abused. Abused is incorrect. I'm going to give it to Boyce for a oh. bonus steal. What are my two options, James? You I got, have no idea. You got whistled or mistreated. Mis- mistreated, sure. Mistreated, sadly, is incorrect. It was whistled! Whistled! He thought they were good. I know, he's crazy. Jürgen Klopp, whistled that. Crazy. Right. He's, such... he's German, whatever. Whatever. Uh, this last one, boys, is for you. <laughs> uh, it's a quote from David Moyes on his crowd's behavior at the Olympic Stadium. The players gave them, that's the crowd, something to blank about today. Is it think, <laughs> learn, or shout? The players gave them something to blank about today. I feel like it's learn or shout. I'm going to go with shout. Shout is absolutely correct. Yes. That'll get you those two points. Bam. That'll do it. Nice. Um, He did indeed give them something to shout about with their very surprising 3-0 victory. Good for the Hammers. Uh, Right. Let's swiftly move on then to our last game which is of course our favorite player profile uh so again five different clues each premier league player each one easier than the last the first person to shout their name and guess said player wins two points but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out this week i'm going to give you uh, a category for each of these players so uh maybe it helps maybe not um that category is yellow card recipients so this weekend all of these players <laughs> received yellow cards maybe it helps again maybe it doesn't we'll see all right so here granite jaka every single one of them are granite jaka (laughs) one of them might be uh maybe not anyway all right here we go then so player number one plays for liverpool used to play for southampton plays as a winger was involved in a penalty call controversy yes boys Sadio Mane. Yes, it was Sadio Mane. Correct on that one, and that'll get you those two points. The last clue. Last name sounds like Sane. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, see what I did there. Uh... Whatever. It's like rhymes. <laughs> uh, right, player number two is a Belgian international. He is a striker. He began his... Jared. Tra- yes, Jared. Lukaku. Lukaku is incorrect, and that does freeze you out, I'm afraid. So, boys, these other clues are for you. He began his career at Aston Villa in 2012. He had a very brief spell at Liverpool and now plays for Crystal Palace. I believe the answer to that would be Christian Benteke. You, sir, would be absolutely correct. Yes, and that'll get you those two points. And moving on swiftly to player number three, who plays for Southampton. He is a Serbian international. He is an attacking midfielder. Where's... Jared. Yes, Jared. Uh, Tadic. Dusan Tadic. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. The other clue was, first name is Dusan. Or Dusan. I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> anyway, Serbian. Uh, player number four. No play... idea what his nationality was. Absolutely no clue. No. I was like, hey, it's the only person on Southampton that I know. anyway yeah educational this uh player number four plays for west brom poor guy an argentine midfielder has been with his club since 2012 he once famously spat in carl walker's face voice yes voice Jakob. Jakob is correct yes good stuff i Uh... like anybody that spits in kyle walker's face (laughs) 
makes mental <laughs> notes. Um, yes. Dude, what <laughs> happened to you this weekend? Good grief. I'm so angry. Arsenal won. That's what happened. Um, the last, yeah, the last clue was name almost sounds like Jacob, Jacob, whatever. Anyway, that was a lame clue, but you got the points. Um, last one then of the game. Uh, he is a Welshman. A defender. Boyce. Yes, boys. I just wanted to say Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey, sadly, is incorrect, and that does freeze you yeah. out. Uh, Jared, these last ones, I believe you can get this. He wears the number 33 shirt. He... Ben Davis. Ben Davis, bam. <laughs> Didn't need to buzz in. Look at that. No sweat. Uh, yes, that is correct, and we'll get you those two points. Uh, however, sadly, it is true that Boyce, once again, has taken the win with 13 uh... points. I know. Jared uh, only scored nine. Um, Boyce, how do you feel? feel like I'm going streaking. Arsenal, four wins in a row. Me, maybe four wins in a row. I don't really know. Wenger's uh, going to leave. Things might be good. We'll probably lose to Madrid in the Europa League, but... You know, right now it feels not absolutely terrible to be an Arsenal fan. Mm-hmm. Glimmers of hope. Yeah. Jared, how do you feel? <sighs> Chelsea won. Uh, I was going to say Chelsea won. Spurs beat Chelsea today. <laughs> I was about to say, what? <laughs> Chelsea did not win. <laughs> Man, I got some serious editing to do after this. <laughs> hey, and Harry is back and healthy. And on a sub note, so is Wenyama, who did pick up a knock. So all things going well. All things considered. If. Spurs and Arsenal had to play each other next week. Who do you think would win? Spurs. Are you asking me? I think the answer is Spurs. The reality of the situation is that, that no matter how well Arsenal have performed lately, uh, uh, you know, with Obama Yang and Lacazette, I think Arsenal are, are great up front. They're actually, they've been semi decent in the back. But the reality is their their midfield would get absolutely eviscerated by Spurs at this point. And I, I, until Arsenal shore that up, I, I think it's Spurs still. That's all we have time for, guys. Um, thanks again to Boyce Richardson and Jared Basamente. Um, do send us any questions you have, any comments, any anything uh, to our Facebook pages, our uh, Twitter account, and also website, uh, www.kickflag.com. Guys, any final thoughts? Until next week. Until next week. And, boys? Take that, Burnley. Take that, Burnley. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great week.